Hi, this is Dr. Bud Pierce, and welcome to Oregon Crossroads, where we usually talk about public policy issues, but today we're going to continue our series of discussions about the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, again, I work for our at Oregon Oncology Specialists with partners of private practice. My main hospital is Salem Health. Uh, but again, I'm speaking on my views and not on behalf of any organization. And I think it's important because I'm there every day, Monday through Friday, commonly Saturdays and Sundays. I'm seeing patients. I'm seeing the effect of the pandemic on my cancer patients and on our hospital patients. And I wanna tell people how we're doing, how we're really doing. And I'll start it off by saying, I think in Oregon, we're doing really well. We're doing really well at this point in the pandemic, which started officially about five weeks ago in the state of Washington when the first uh, victim of the disease uh, was identified that came out of the nursing home. Now, where we are in Oregon is we have 4 million citizens roughly, we've had 21 deaths, and we have about 830 confirmed active cases. 21 deaths, 830 active cases, 4 million people. Now we also have about 15,000 negative tests. Now, this in no way tells us how many people are actually infected, how many people have been infected. So we don't have those numbers, and I'll discuss that a little bit more going forward. But we do actually have good information that not very many Oregonians have passed away, and not very many who are ill have been tested and have been identified with the disease because we test the ill patients. That's what we do. So again, at a good place in Oregon at this time. Now, we have a lot of concerns in Oregon because of the news flow and about what's happening in other countries, but what about what is happening in Oregon? So we've, in our hospitals, our hospitals are reporting, OHSU for instance, and I spoke to a colleague there earlier in the week who said it's quiet, but the news media went around the state and asked the hospitals how they're doing, and OHSU at the time, earlier this week, said we have 16 COVID-19 patients were hospitalized. That's a low number. When Salem Health has been reporting their official numbers, same range. When Legacy is asked, they say COVID-19 patients are coming in and being discharged. So again, the numbers are not that high at this point in time. The other concern has been ventilator capacity. You know, we've had six, 700 ventilators in the state trying to ramp that up closer to 1,000. The report earlier this week on the news media was about 5% of our ventilators are, are being used currently. That means 19 out of 20 are not. So again, a lot of capacity in the system. The hospitals are not doing elective procedures, lots of open beds. So again, if you get sick or your loved one and you need to go to the hospital, at the present time, the resources are there to take care of you. That's a good thing. Now, Who's leading us in this battle against COVID-19? As I pointed out last week, it's a women. Governor Brown, our governor, a woman, has ordered us to stay at home, to stop the spread of the virus, or at least to delay it. Cheryl Nestor-Wolf is our CEO of Salem Health, and together with an administrative staff that's men and women, a lot of women, and great doctors, ER doctors, surgeons, ICU intensivists, a lot of women, nurses, almost all women, few men, uh, frontline workers, the women are leading the charge and just doing a fabulous job. Now they're fearful because this is an invisible enemy. We can't, we can't see it and we don't know a lot about it, but they're there every day, great attitude, great professionalism and taking great care of patients. 
taking great care of patients. And I want you to hear that. So as we sit here today, five weeks into the pandemic, and the modeling predicts that our peak is anticipated to happen in about a week, that instead of seeing this, it's down here in Oregon. Again, you live in Oregon. If you're listening to this and you live in Oregon, this is our data. And our data, again, 21 deaths over the last five weeks since we've been tracking, 830 confirmed positive cases. We're not being overwhelmed in any regard. And whether it's our way of living, cofactors we don't know about, in other words, what is it about a virus that makes it so lethal in Northern Italy, pretty lethal in New York and New Jersey, not so lethal in many other parts. What are the factors? We don't know, but whatever we're doing now, we're gonna keep doing it going forward. And we, again, we have lots of hope. We have lots of hope, many of us, as we watch this, that what's happening is gonna stay down here and not going to escalate. So again, that is our hope. And that is actually becoming more and more of our expectation about those of us who are working in the front lines. Now, I think it's important for people to, to know about medical things and breakthroughs that are happening this morning, for instance. I read that the FDA has approved a finger prick test, supposedly back in 15 seconds. That's what the report said. I had no verification for me or any lab that will tell us if we've been exposed to the virus and if we have immunity. That'd be a great thing. You'd know if you've had it, if you have antibodies to it. Now, again, any test leads to further questions. How long does the immunity last? Does it protect you 100% against another infection? But I'd like to know if I've had the infection and if I'm immune. I think that'd be very helpful to me and be very helpful to society. So again, steadily moving along, we have standard treatment protocols going on in hospitals to treat patients. The situation medically, medically in Oregon, where you live, if you live in Oregon or listening to this, is in control and we have it in hand. And we are optimistic, optimistic going forward. Now, what, what can you do, practically speaking? So, listen to the orders of our, of our leaders, maintain social distancing, hard to know if it's six feet or seven feet or eight feet or four feet, but just don't congregate. Uh, stay at home as much as possible if you don't need to be out. That seems to be working and that's a good policy, so listen to that. Wash your hands frequently. So, washing your hands is 20 seconds underwater, bar of soap and water, washing, count, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 20 seconds. You, you, that'll do way better than most of the goop people want to put on and, and, and really just do that. Masks, the, the necessity, benefit, uncertain. If you want to wear a mask, that's fine. If you're sick and coughing, please do wear a mask. Uh, again, interestingly, our data is that we've tested about 16,000 people and roughly 1,000 that act sick, have COVID-19, and the other 15,000 are negative. So most people with cold symptoms and fevers that we're testing, who we might find COVID, we're not finding. So again, lots of regular little colds and things like that that are circulating around. Now, the next thing is, is what do you do to maintain and to society and, and to help social coherence and, and calmness? I, I think, again, the news media and social media has ramped up the fear up to here and again, the reality, if you dispassionately look at the data, dispassionately, and again, I'm trained to do that, because if I need to take care of you and you're very sick and a crisis is happening, I can't get emotional when I'm treating you. I gotta ratchet it down. Now that's, you want your doctors to not be out of sorts when they take care of you. Now, your entertainers and politicians, it's probably better if they're out of sorts and they're all excited, gets you kind of going and all that. 
but really from a medical point of view, and we look at this dispassionately and data analysis is going well in Oregon, and we should reflect that. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on the potential bad things that can happen. I'm aware of them. I'm gonna tell people that, yes, it could get worse, but right now it's really pretty good. We're doing good. All of us together are doing well, and we have a high expectation it's gonna to continue to be good. It's gonna continue, and we're gonna be safe, and we're gonna get back to our regular lives. So have a calmness, show leadership, um, if you're fearful, don't, don't say you're not fearful, but don't let the fear overwhelm you. And remember the numbers. Four million citizens in Oregon. 830 positive active cases of sick people. 21 deaths over five weeks. Now you say, well, how many deaths do we usually have? Probably about 100 a day in Oregon from natural causes and such. So over those five weeks, about 3,500 people have died of cancer, heart disease, old age, accidents, etc. And we've had 21 from COVID-19. Again, every death is a tragedy. We want to prevent or we want to delay death. We don't prevent it. We never prevent death ultimately, but we want to delay it, give people full lives, but it looks well under control. So let's plan on meeting again next week. I'm hoping that we'll hit that peak next week, that theoretical peak, and this peak will be down here. That's a hope, and that's what we're all working for. That's what you're working for. That's what we're working for on the medical side. I'll give you accurate information. If it starts blowing up, I'm gonna tell you. I'll, I'll flat tell you. And I want you to continue to do exactly what you're doing, being positive about our future. Um, a lot of us are hopeful that when we get through this peak period into May and June, things will really settle down and that we can get back to some normalcy. And then with medicine advancing as quickly as it is, vaccinations uh, and better treatments, that we can put this all behind us and get on with our lives. So thank you very much and have a great week.